welcome once again to the house of Bob. Come on in, kick off your shoes. The eggnog is fresh and the mistletoe is hanging. Today, we're going to be playing a game called Mouse Ritter, which is a rules-light, old-school-style RPG in which the players take on the role of brave little mice trying to make it in a big world. Cats, rats, and snakes threaten the survival of our heroic rodents, and the tiny artifacts that humans leave behind throughout the world form the treasure and magic that mice use to gain an advantage. In Mouse Ritter, you have to live by your luck, your smarts, and your bravery. You'll need to ask lots of questions about the world, work together, and devise cunning schemes. I encourage you to remember the tenets of old-school gaming. Dice are dangerous. Play to win and fight dirty. Let's meet our players this uh, this go-round. Reverse alphabetical order, please. Introduce yourselves. Are we going by, like, character names or no. player names? <laughs> Last names? Real person names. Trevor, say hello. So that's me. My name's Trevor. I'm playing a mouse named Twig. And I'm looking forward to being a mouse. Thank you. Mike? Hi, I'm Mike. I'm also playing a mouse. And uh, what, what else What else do you want me to say? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, hi, Christina. Hi there. I'm once again also playing a mouse named Winter. <laughs> nice. And finally, last but not least, we have Alex. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you want to tell us what your mouse's name is? I do. His name is Ralph, and he's a mouse? Question mark? All right, all right. All right, so we're going to be playing... I didn't tell you my mouse's name. Should, I, should oh, we yeah, all be sorry. saying our mouse's names? I didn't Go know that. Go for it, Mike. Well, Trevor oh, okay. started it, so... Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a trend. So I'm playing Pusillani Mouse. Okay. What is it? <laughs> Let me write that down. Pusillani Mouse. Oh, Pusillani. Oh, pusillanimous. Oh. <laughs> Is that a type of cheese or something? No. No. Pusillanimous means cowardly or timid. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Wordplay. Pusillanimous. All right. We're going to be building characters together here. But first, I wanted to tell you guys about the module we're playing and tell the listeners what we're playing. So Mouse Ritter is a great little old school game. It's currently pay what you want, including $0 if you're, if you're uh, cheap. Uh, on mouserider.com, it's spelled M-A-U-S-R-I-T-T-E-R.com. You can get a digital copy for free. The physical copies are currently sold out, but it's got a really cool arts and crafts component where your character sheet is physical and you have to have, you know, you have little paper cutouts that, you, that fill up your backpack and stuff like that. So if you get a chance to play it in person, uh, it's very fun. We're going to be playing a module by Matthew Morris called A Not-So-Still-Nacht. And it's Christmas themed. So happy holidays, everyone. We're going to build characters together, which is really quick. And if any of your characters die tonight, which is possible, in fact, even likely, um, you can go to mouseritter.com and just click make a mouse and it will uh, randomly generate for you a new mouse. But let's do our first one with dice and, and see how it goes. So uh, making a mouse. First thing you need is your attributes. You have strength, dexterity, and willpower. So what you're going to do is roll 3d6 three times in order, always dropping the lowest die. So if you roll uh, a 5, a 5, and a 3, you add the two 5s together, your strength is 10, that's your strength. And then you go down the list, dexterity, will. As well, once you've rolled these three, we're rolling it in order, there's this element of randomness to it, but you do have the option to swap any two attributes once you've rolled all three. So Alex, what, what did you end up rolling for your uh, your mouse, for Ralph? My mouse is pretty strong. He has an 11 strength. He's also Ooh. fairly dexterous with a 10. And uh, I feel like he's got average willpower. He's a 7. So, feels well-rounded. Nice. Right on. Christina, what's Winter rolling with? <laughs> I've got 7 strength, 11 dex, and 8 willpower. So, I'm All very right. dexterous. Everything I mean, else, middling. Yep, yep. Uh, Pusillani, Mike, what has he got? He's not doing so great. Uh, he's only got a six strength. He's got a good dex, 11 dex, but his will is only three. Wow. Okay. Ouch. So you're not the spellcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor, what's Twig got? Uh, a nine strength, a nine dex, and an 11 willpower. Whoa. All right. Pretty good. Got a couple people almost up at the max there. 
All right, those are your main attributes. And this is a roll under system. So what that means is when you're asked for a check that is going to check your strength, your dexterity, or your will, you're going to roll d20, and you want to get that number or lower. So will will be very, very difficult for Pusillani to roll, but for uh, Ralph to make a strength check will be, you know, better than 50-50. Okay. Um, and this Neat. is where we, where we really want to emphasize the dice are dangerous because... All of you, for the most part, have less than a 50% chance of succeeding on any of these. You want to be clever, just like a real mouse. For your hit <laughs> points, you are rolling a single D6. That's how many hit points you get. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. All right. Oh, groans of fear. What's Ralph got for hit points? He's got three. Okay, not bad. Winter? Three as well. Pusillani. Six. Whoa. Ooh. Wow. Bugger. Nice. And Twig. Four. Well, not too bad. Not too bad. I played a, a couple days ago uh, with my home group and uh, I had somebody with one hit point. They were <laughs> very upset. <laughs> I bet. All right. Next, your money. Mice spend pips and collect pips for their uh, currency. Roll a d6 and that's how many pips you start off. This is the basic currency of the mouse kingdom. What you got there, Ralph? Ralph's got five pips. Winter. I'm really copying you. I also have five pips. Mm. Buzelani. Two pips. And Twig. I also have two pips. All right. All right. Now, you, with that number for your hit points and the number for your pips, we're going to cross-reference this little chart that I have here. So um, discover what your background is. Ralph, I think you said you had three hit points. That's and correct. five pips. That's correct. So you are what's known as a wall rover. Now, my guess here is that a wall rover is like a, a mouse that lives inside walls or, you know, does work scouting out inside yep, walls. That's correct. You start with a fish hook and a spool of thread. Each of those take up one slot. Now, are these like backpack slots or are they carrying around? These are uh, backpack slots. So a fish hook and a spool of thread. Winter, you had three as well and also five pips? Yes. <laughs> All right. You are also a wall rover. So you've got the same thing. You have a fish hook and a spool of thread in your backpack. Buselani, you said you had six hit points. Mm -hmm. And how much money? Two pips, which makes me a gambler. You're a gambler. Yeah. You have a set of loaded dice and a mirror. Hmm. And Twig, you had four hit points. And how much money? Two pips. Okay. <laughs> you are a worm wrangler. Nice. <laughs> You have a six-inch pole and soap. Got to stay clean. Yeah. In addition to these items, each of you have torches, rations, so each of those take up one slot, and you get a weapon of your choice, which we'll take a look at in just a second. There is a rule here that if your highest attribute is nine or less, you get an extra item from that table. And if your highest attribute is seven or less, you get another you get two mm. extra items from that random table but because everybody's got an 11 somewhere nobody's getting bonus items the last little bit of character creation before we pick our weapons or adventuring tools is you can roll uh, and this is optional but i think it's fun you can roll your birth sign your coat color and a physical detail about your mouse oh fun give me a d6 for your star sign or your birth sign mine is a star you're the star you are brave and reckless what winter get? A one. A one. You are also a star, brave and <laughs> reckless. You gotta. You and uh, you and Ralph just grow up together, hey? No. <laughs> same litter. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Raised in the same litter. Raised in the same litter, maybe. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Pusillani. I am a mother. I am nurturing and worrying. Okay. And twig. I got a five, which is the moon. Wise and mysterious. Ooh. Ooh. Twig is wise and mysterious. If you want to pick the color of your coat, you can, but you could also roll it randomly. Two D6s. The first one gives you your color, and the second one gives you your fur pattern. <laughs> this is so cute. I'm not rolling for this. I'm picking okay. right off the table. Okay. My coat is going to be black and patchy. Classic. Double fours. Double fours. You're a tan and banded. Ooh. Tan and banded? Fusilani yeah. is gray and marbled. All right. And Twig? Twig is blue and brindle. Ooh, a blue brindle mouse. Very nice. You can also roll for an additional physical detail that maybe you want to role play or play up as we go through. Roll 2d6s 
and treat one as the tens digit and one as the ones digit. 53. So 53, you have blood red eyes. Pusillani has frizzy fur. Frizzy fur. Okay. I could see that for Pusillani. What Alex get? Alex is going off book. Okay. Which is that he's got very wiry fur and he's uh, really big for a mouse. <laughs> okay. And his snout is really long for a mouse. Nice. And his tail is really wide and bald for a mouse <laughs> okay <laughs> what about for what about for twig twig is missing an ear oh okay i was so mysterious how did this happen to him maybe i'll uh, tell you when you're older so all of your <laughs> thank you all of your items have uses so as we go through and as we play through encounters or as you use your tools to get yourself through our adventure uh, eventually things will start to break down on you. So at the end of any uh, encounter that you used a weapon or armor or ammunition, you roll a D6 for each of those items. And on a four to six, they will be marked as used once, up to mm. three times. Once they're used three times, it's broken. Same thing with torches. After basically an hour, your torches start to burn out and so on and so forth. Everybody gets to pick a weapon, and I've just got the weapon page up here on our uh, on my screen. So you could t take a one of any of these weapons. There's improvised weapons, which do a D6. Light weapons, which do a D6, but tend to hold up a little bit better. Light ranged weapons, like using a sling or throwing rocks, are D6. A heavy weapon, like a fish hook tied to the end of a pole for a, a shepherd's crook or a spear or a big heavy hammer, is a D10 damage. Did any of these matter with the stats at all? No. Okay. The interesting thing is this, is that uh, in combat, every attack always hits. Hmm. Hmm. That's, a, that's true for your enemies as well. So we just roll damage in combat when it's your turn, unless you're doing something that's not just attacking. So heavy weapons do a little bit more damage. But they also take up two paws. Right. That's what I'm going with. Ralph's weapon is a pizza slicer, like a pizza cutter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's Twig got? Twig has a little tiny bow and arrow that is fashioned with like a little yellow and green feather. Okay. So your bow takes up both your paws and you mm -hmm. have to fill one of your backpack slots with ammunition. Totally. Okay. <laughs> totally. Winter? I've got one of those plastic swords that everybody... Always from, wants. From like the bar. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> Cocktail store. Nice. Nice. And what about Pusillani? Pusillani has a sling. A sling. Okay. So you'll have to carry some stones for ammunition in your inventory as well. Some other little things. Basically, you can't carry anything that exceeds your inventory. So if you're out of slots, you have to choose something to drop. If you somehow collect more than 250 pips, your pockets are full of money and you'll have to start carrying an extra bag of money. As we go, if you end up gaining a condition like uh, you're injured or you're drained or you're fatigued or something like that, those start taking up your slots as well. So your inventory is uh, one of the main components of the game. Keep an eye on it. Any questions? Would you say my weapon would be a medium? Yeah, let's do the medium. So you can okay. choose... To wield it in one paw, but it will do a D6 damage. Mm -hmm. Or you could wield it in two paws, which would do D8. Okay, thank you. We right. don't start with armor, right? You do not start okay. with armor. That's basically it. So we're going to be rolling D20s, and we're going to be rolling damage if we need it, with D6s, D8s, whatever is appropriate for your weapon. So I'm going to open up my really nice pocket-sized adventure module. Oh, cute. That Look at this that. guy made. It is cute. gorgeous. Lots of cute little art and random tables oh for me to roll on as we go. That's fun. I love the design folding and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a trifold. It's very nice. So I'm playing from that. And let us begin. Way up north, past the prairies and the forests, beyond children tucked cozily into bed and fat, happy bears hibernating in their dens, there is a little town. It sits beneath a glittering sky filled with stars and dancing lights. It's nestled deep in snow and ice. Candy cane painted poles hold oil lanterns aloft along the streets, and a massive old pine tree covered in sparkling tinsel and merry glowing orbs sits in the center of the square. 
Usually the town is very busy, with elves and the occasional human stomping back and forth, carrying boxes of wrapping paper, bags full of scotch tape, and carts heavy with toys. But not tonight. Tonight, it is the magical night of Yule. As we watch from the town square, we can see that at the very end of the street, the last of the elves have just filed into the Yukon pub, ready to celebrate with spiked eggnog and belly shots. The street falls quiet, at least quiet to human ears. And on one side of the town square, there's a red brick building with a tall, craning steeple. If you walked in right now, it would seem empty, but for the pews and the candles and a big guy on a cross. But under the facade, beneath the floorboards, another celebration is starting up. The Chapel Mouse clan gathers. In front of a modest hearth, a thimble full of broth and veggies bubbles happily. A rotund mouse with gray fur and a big dangling mustache licks crumbs off of his fingers. And that's why the owl said, I don't give a hoot. And mouse children gathered in front of him erupt in laughter. (laughs) (laughs) All around, mice of all colors are making merry, placing gifts beneath the tree and sharing well wishes. Among them are four particular brave little mice in particular. Give us a picture of what Ralph looks like at the celebration. And how is he, how's he celebrating the season? The best way, honestly, that I can describe Ralph is, do you know the story of the ugly duckling? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, so there's like a duckling that's like really ugly, and then all the other ducks hate it, (laughs) and they bully this duck. But then, to everybody's surprise, this duck grows up to be a a beautiful swan, and this becomes a total hottie and makes all the other ducks jealous. So anyways, Ralph, his backstory is kind of like that. Except instead of ducks, they're mice. And instead of an ugly duck that turns out to be a swan, Ralph was an ugly mouse baby that turned out to be a rat. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he's big. He's like twice the size of any other mouse down here, easily. He's got very wiry, greasy fur. It's patchy. He smells a bit bad. And uh, and he's eating cheese, which nice. is part of why he smells bad. But it's it's Xmas, so what are you going to do? Tell him not to eat the cheese. A pudgy little mouse with an apron and a bonnet on, like refills the tray of cheese in front of you, and is like, "Oh, eat up, Ralph! Eat up! We've got to keep your strength up before for the winter. It's going to be a cold one, you know." I've been hearing some rumors about town. It says something went missing from the Christmas tree outside. It's very curious. What's that? Something's missing? Uh, well, it's, it's no commotion. Okay, here, have some more Gouda. Thank you. <laughs> Gave me a startle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twig. Introduce us again to Twig and tell us about uh, how they're celebrating the season, Trevor. Everybody knows Twig, but nobody really knows Twig. Twig's <laughs> definitely the epitome of like a wallflower hanging out on the edge of the gathering as if it were an enclosed space, but more just sort of at the edge of the social gathering closest to an exit, but not in the way of the exit, just sort of getting a view of everybody else, just peacefully calm, not like a creep or anything, but like a wallflower. Blue fur, bristle pattern, missing an ear with a bow slung over their shoulder. The ear, missing ear actually conveniently makes it very easy to take the bow on and off. <laughs> and uh, as Twig huddles against the wall and watches the events transpiring at the party, a shy little mouse child comes over with a, a little paper bag inside which you can smell. Oh, it smells like some chocolate chip cookie crumbs. Mm. Mr. Twig, this is for you. Merry Christmas. Oh, Twig looks down at the, the little boy and, and nods appreciatively in a half bow. Mr. Twig, you're, you're like cool and scary and, and mysterious and things. Do you, do you know the warlock? Twig looks at the little boy or the little mouse pup and Twig's eyes look past the mouse pup and up and above <laughs> all the other mice heads and up towards the ceiling. Yeah, uh, we heard Squints. we heard that Hickory Dickory Dock went mad. He's a totally crazy loon. Do you know him? Could you tell us if he is really a crazy man? Twig swiftly puts his paw on the pup's shoulder. 
and brings single digit up to his mouth and goes, shh. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, he scampers off. So does Twig. Twig also scampers <laughs> off. <laughs> What's Winter doing at this party? Winter's at the like bar area that they have set up. She's playing some cards. Oh, she's losing some cards at some cards. And slams them down on the, the table. And she's just all like, Daniel, you got me again. And takes a big old swig of her, <laughs> her drink. Well, you know, Winter, it's my lucky day. I've had a good one. I managed to just get away from Bell's Nickel. That mangy cat out there nearly caught me as I saw her heading out to the forest. Well, you're playing to win. I see that today. Uh, only live life once. You never know when Bell's Nickel's gonna get you. And Pusillani. Pusillani is watching the card game from behind, uh, I don't know, a pillar or something and trembling and saying to himself, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, she's going to lose. Oh, she lost. Dang it. Oh, oh, that Daniel, he's a card shark. Oh, oh, if I were still a gambler, I'd show him what. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take the risk. Uh, I'll, I'll go see if there's something safe to eat. And as you skitter over to the buffet table, you see an ancient and wizened mouse slowly placing some, some candy corn left over from Halloween onto his tray. This reminds me of the uh, great blizzard of the 66. It's the last time the Pixies made their way into town, you know. No, not the not the band. Oh, I was, real, yeah, I was wondering about that. What are real, you talking about? Real Pixies. Oh. Yes. Lots of trouble with the elves back then. That sounds pretty scary. You're making uh, me nervous. Oh, yes. I don't mean to frighten you, old chap. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> And then Pusillani jumps as suddenly the front door bangs open. A mouse stumbles in, his green hat dangling at an extreme angle. Oh, they got me. They got me. Oh, jeez. And he slumps down onto one of the chairs. You see blood pouring from his side. Oh, oh. What do you do? Ralph rushes over you know, tries to get a, a better look at this mouse and shouts, is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem to be a doctor around. Oh God, there's so much blood. <laughs> uh, in the commotion of uh, Ralph's very passionate shouting, Twig rushes over to the door and just sort of catches the door as it bangs against in the wind and looks outside to see what they can see. You see a, a cold, crisp evening the northern lights dance in the sky. The stars are out, but it is otherwise fairly dark out, and uh, you don't see any danger. Twig closes the door. Do we know this mouse? This is Pickles. Pickles uh, works over in the mousetrap decommissioning factory. Oh, and, uh, God, Pickles! <laughs> Hang on, Pickles! Oh, uh, you gotta do something about this bleeding. Oh, ow. Oh. Winter's going to scamper over with a warm drink and start bandaging him up with her cloak. She rips, starts ripping him into shreds. Oh, thank you. A hot brandy is exactly what I needed. Pickles, Pickles, what happened? I was on my way home from work. I wanted to change before I came to the party. But there was a gang of thugs. They were just marching about, brandishing swords or something, and one of them stuck me. Are we talking mouse thugs? I don't think they were mice. They were tall and had big black hats and red jackets. And we all know mice hate red jackets. Oh, well, They so didn't much. have fur. <laughs> they were strange. I mean, there was a little bit of fur, almost like they glued it underneath their noses. What strange creature do you speak of? They were like Santa or elves, but they were much smaller, only maybe six or seven inches tall with your big black tall hats and red jackets with stripes and white pants with a stripe and one of them kicked me with a boot and the other one stabbed me with a, a knife on was attached nope. to the end of a big wooden stick. Well, that sounds pretty nope. scary. Fucking I'm out. rock gnomes or something. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I run to the door and start to peer out also and, you know, we take one of the candles that's out there. You shine a little bit of light from this candle. It wavers in the cold wind, but you don't see any danger around the entrance here. 
Old man, are you sure you're just not drunk? Uh, no, I'm quite sober. This is brandy you gave me is the first drink I've had all night. I was at work. I, they, they just accosted me on my way. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw more of them marching around there. There's just there's gangs of thugs roaming around. It's going to ruin Christmas. To the north? To the south? Which direction should we go in? A very good question. I saw them kind of uh, out in the square towards the Santa's workshop and the reindeer stables. That'd be terrible if they did something there. We should really do something about that. You're right. I vote that we don't. We can't let them push around our community like this. <laughs> we could. <laughs> no, we can't. Get on your feet, Mousy. This is the meaning of Xmas. We've got to take care of each other. <laughs> oh, Fusilani says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what we have here is a call to action. And in my family, we have a rule, and it is never to answer a call to action. So I vote that we just wait and hope things go away. This isn't a democracy. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, Ralph grabs Pusillani by the arm and uh, starts marching out the door. Ah. <laughs> Dang it. It just drags him Dang, out. Dang it. Let me go. Ralph and Pusillani charge right outside. Is anybody else going with them? Twig pulls out his bow very quickly, draws a little arrow, and also rushes off after them. But like jumping from behind corners and, and peeking around a corner, and mm-hmm. bow, arrow ready, and then and then scampering off, making sure that their tail end is covered. Winter's going to grab her sword from the uh, wall and grab another candle and, and scamper off after them, shaking her head like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> All right. So the four of you step out into crisp night air and you see uh, the stars glittering above and the aurora borealis raging. There's no moon out tonight, so it's not super bright, but you can see kind of the outlines of things. You might need to light a torch if you want to see very well. You know that from here, you can wrap around the side of the chapel to the north to Santa's workshop. It's a cozy factory where toys are made. You could head south to Tanta Kringle's kitchen where Tanta makes the lunches and treats for hardworking elves. Uh, You would know Tanta Kringle if you saw the Rankin and Bass (laughs) shows back in the, the day. And across the square is the huge Christmas tree. And past that are reindeer stables and the warlock clock tower, where uh, Twig knows the eccentric mouse wizard Hickory Dickory Dock lives in almost total seclusion. What do you guys want to do? Well, didn't Pickles say they were near the workshop? Yeah, he said he was on his way past the workshop when he saw them. Seems like to winter the best place to start. She starts going towards that way, sniffing the air, trying to see if, if there's any unfamiliar scents. Mm, okay. It might be a good idea for us to uh, get to the tree, scamper up the tree to get a better vantage point to see our assailants' silhouettes in action, if possible. I don't know. It's pretty dark. Do you think Both we could good do ideas that? using the nose, using a higher vantage point? Don't burn the tree, though, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> With your little matchstick. Perhaps if we didn't go looking for them, they would get confused and leave. <laughs> but what if they get the jump on us, Pusilani? Uh-huh. What's that? Behind you. What? Hey, you got me again. Yeah. All right. So, well, Winter, using your nose, because you can do that right here, right now, you catch a smell of plastic, hot plastic, sawdust, and winter ice. You can kind of just on the... On the distant breeze, through the cold winter air, you can smell what might be Tanta Kringle's famous winter cheese. And, of course, all of the delicious desserts that are back in that warm and cozy room you just left. Mmm. That's that's very tempting. Do, do the plastic smell, is that different than normal, or that, that's the regular workshop smell? Mm, I mean, sometimes. But, you know, they're not doing any work tonight. The elves Mm. have all gone off to the bar. Hmm. Somebody's working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Someone's burning the midnight oil. So what do you think? Do you want to go to the Christmas square tree? Do you want to go straight to the workshop? What are you thinking? The workshop might be a good lead. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. right. I'll make sure to light everybody's torches. So now we have four going. Oh, okay. Yes. Good idea. (laughs) With the candles that I brought. Ralph's torch looks to be a Marlboro light. But definitely, you can light it up. <laughs> stinks real bad. <laughs> All right, so, it really stinks. So there's some some tobacco being burnt. 
Ralph has just a brief uh, puff on it there, just <laughs> not not to let it go to just waste. To get it, right? get it started. Yeah, yeah, to make sure that it glows bright. The a- embers. Just for some courage. <laughs> as you do, Ralph. As you do. You begin to head around the uh, the edge of the workshop wall towards the front door, which you know is obviously the main way in. But does anybody know any alternative entrances into Santa's workshop? I, I want to try something, actually. I want I want to take my yeah. mirror Ooh. and use it to look around the corner without sticking my head around the corner. So I look around the door. Smart. Pisolani holds his mirror out. You're looking through the door or looking around the corner towards the door? Looking around the corner toward the door okay. first. All right. So you look around the corner towards the door and you see that the front door is slightly ajar. Ooh. This is a, a man-sized door, so it's it's quite huge for mice uh, in, in mice terms. Is it like mouse ajar or is it human ajar? It's mouse ajar. Okay. So just barely open. Mm-hmm. All right. Now Pusillani's getting curious. Hmm. Is there a light coming out of the door? No. Oh. Hmm. Well, I think Winter's going to look to Ralph because I know that we're both uh, wall mice. Yeah. That we might know, actually, a, a secret way in. Yeah, through the walls, obviously. Yeah, through the walls. <laughs> Give me a little bit of detail here. Think about, like, Santa's workshop. It's in the North Pole. It's got a couple other buildings around it. But, like, where would your mouse rover instincts lead you to, to enter through this secret entrance? A lot of people don't know this, but there's, like, an entire network mm-hmm. inside of walls where my, mice who know their way around, you know, scrappy, smart, man-about-town-type mice... They know how to get all around town. So, yeah, of course, there's tons of buildings. They tend to be attached to each other. So it's a great way to get from, like, one building to the next without ever having to go outside, especially when it's cold out, which up in the North Pole it is often. So there is actually, like, next door sharing a wall with the workshop. There is a place where supplies are kept, sort of like a loading bay or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not super great about keeping it swept outside. And so there's some pretty easy opportunities to, you know, you chew your way into a wall, they don't really notice, and you get to use that door in and out for, you know, years until a health inspector comes by, and they do not come this far north very often. So That's true. That's true. So Ralph leads you to this uh, back-loading bay where Santa's sleigh usually gets loaded up with toys for little children, and he slides an old G.I. Joe cardboard backer out of the way, and you see a little gap that leads into the workshop. Who goes first? I guess Winter will go in first. She'll brandish the torch kind of ahead of her hmm. to look for the pipes and wires we're going to have to like jump onto and around to get to the other side. You lead them through this network of you know, two-by-fours and drywall and dust and old cobwebs. And finally, you come through to a crack that leads into the workshop actual uh, factory floor. You're able to see, Winter, this cold blue light filtering in through the the frosted windows, which are like those high up factory windows that just let light in. But, you know, make sure that uh, you're not experiencing any joy from seeing outside because it's... <laughs> right. They, they it's do terrible. that like beam of light through the dust yeah. and... Terrible work conditions. Uh, you see the door, which is slightly ajar, is allowing a drift of snow to whirl around. There's work tables, benches, and stools towering over you everywhere, forming this thicket of shadowy black monuments, beyond which you think just about anything could lurk. You smell freshly molded plastic, wood dust, but then even something else that itches at your nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that tobacco. Yeah, I don't think you can smell over that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do we... Do, I guess would that actually be a role to try to figure out what the mystery smell is? I know rules are dangerous, but I'm not sure how we would figure that out. I would let you roll a will check. I got a four, which my will is eight. That's a success. Nice. It's been a while. A couple months ago you were rooting around through an unfamiliar back wall space behind Mrs. Claus's uh, walk-in closet. And you found an old magic ring. And this had a very similar smell. Mm. It was, you since pawned it because you couldn't eat it. (laughs) It's too big. Yeah, but 
that magic-y smell is very similar to what you're smelling now. Mm. Magic might be afoot, and not the kind that Santa has. It smells like cold magic. Cold, plasticky magic. Manufactured magic, right. You stand there watching for a while and listening, and, and you start to hear very faint, rhythmic clunk, 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 clunk of multiple objects striking the floor very lightly and regular, systematically on rhythm. The sound seems to be moving around the perimeter of the workshop floor. Hmm. Does it sound also like it's ticking, almost like maybe a wind-up toy that we might have heard before? Mm, You don't hear, like, gears grinding or anything. Hmm. Twig sort of, like, looks around and sees these large, shadowy silhouettes of shapes around us of workbenches Mm -hmm. and suggests, hey, guys, I I think we should climb these to get off of the floor and to get a better vantage point. You know, it's like the tree, but it's inside of the space. And, (laughs) you know, it's just high. That's genius. Yeah, let's do it. Get a good eye. Because it sounds like if this thing's coming around the perimeter, we can see the perimeter a little easier if we're up higher. Sounds good. Does Santa's workshop have electric lights? It does. It does. They're not on, though. Right. Okay. I'm okay with climbing. Yeah, getting up high sounds good. Okay. What do you climb and how? Sounds like we're going to try to get up on one of those benches, right, Twig? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. There's this workbench. It's got like a little spot for the the foot to go on, foot to rest. Mm -hmm. While someone's sitting on the chair, so you can... You know, jump up onto the footrest and then turn around and then jump up onto the chair, like the little spokes in between it. And then you could turn around and help a fella out, help another mouse, and then we could slowly start to scurry our way to the top. You'll definitely have to help me out. (laughs) And it's always a two-mouse job for that. (laughs) That's a two-mouse lift, definitely. (laughs) So, Twig, are you taking point on that? Are you uh, going up first? Yeah, yeah, I think I will. I'll, I'm quite keen to get high, and so I'm. Uh, okay, I got a lot of extra motivation to get there. Does anybody have any equipment that would help him with his climb before I make him roll? Yeah, actually, Ralph has a spool of thread that might be helpful yeah, as like a climbing rope and a fish rope. hook. And a fish hook, so we could uh, manufacture a little like grappling hook. Grappling yeah. hook. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, Twig, with the grappling hook helping you, I will let you roll a strength with advantage. So you can roll twice, take the lowest result. Nice. Okay. Five. And I'm going to roll again and get a four. And my strength is nine. All right. So you managed to successfully climb up to the, uh, let's say, the seat of this chair. Nice. Is anybody coming up after you? Oh, yeah. Ralph is up next, for sure. Because now there's someone to help pull him up. Yeah, and uh, Winter's pushing from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, so strength? With advantage, yeah. With so- advantage, nice. Okay, sure. That's a four is my first roll, and an eight is my second roll. My strength is 11, so no problem. Uh, no Ralph problem, takes right? a like, drag off of his, uh, <laughs> off of his torch and... <clears throat> and then pulls himself up and almost pulls Twig down while he's at it. But, uh, but it, they, he makes it up okay. All right. As we all know, smoking really helps with climbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It helps with Great adrenaline. <laughs> At the sound of that loud cough, however, the clacking sound begins to quicken and starts head to head towards Winter and Pusillani that are still on the floor. I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll it. Oh, boy. Winter was holding on to the string and it was about to go and then like Pusilani just skitters right <laughs> <laughs> No, No, he doesn't actually. I rolled an eight and a 12 and my strength is six. Uh-oh, you attempt to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pusilani, you managed to make your way a little ways up but then fall and you take four points of falling oh. damage. Oof. Oh. oh. Ow. Holy shit. You land wrong. Something just, oh, sticks you in the ribs. Maybe your bag of uh, slingshots. Well, I'll see y'all later. I'm uh, heading out. Good luck. <laughs> Where are you going to go? I'm heading back the way we came. Bye. How much is your total HP? I had six. Oh, my God. <laughs> Winter, mm-hmm. as you were watching Pusillani attempt to scramble up, you had an opportunity to kind of look around and you see five shapes emerging from the darkness into the light of your torch. That's the number I, I hate the most. <laughs> oh, it's awful, isn't it? <laughs> you see... Five, about six or seven inch tall, 
wooden toy soldiers with red jackets, the black stovetop pipe hat, and they have little wooden guns with bayonets on Ah, them. And they probably stink of magic. Oh, don't they ever. So, we're in combat. (gasps) Now, I want to remind you all, dice are dangerous. Mm -hmm. Attacks automatically hit. It's an action to do anything. So an action to move, an action to get out of the way, an action to make an attack. You only get to do one thing on your turn. Right now, these toy soldiers are about hmm, 15 inches away from you. So it would be an action for them to move up to you. But Pusillani is currently lying on the ground, just holding his side. I need everybody to roll a dex check. If you succeed on the dex check, you act before the soldiers. I got a three out of 11. Okay, so Winter will be going first, or before. Twig? Twig got a five below nine. Nice. Ralph? 18 over 10. Okay, so Ralph is going to be after, and Pusillani? I got a 12 over 11. All right, so soldiers go, (laughs) and then we've got Pusillani and Ralph. Now, you can take your turns in any order, Winter and Twig. Don't really care, but we know that we've got five scary-looking toy soldiers with bayonets coming at Winter and Pusillani right now. What do you do? Something shiny catches Twig's eye as Twig looks quickly up to the top of the table uh, further down at a large bag of marbles. And Twig quickly pulls his arrow to shoot at the little bag to sort of nick off the bottom part of the sack holding the marbles down or all together so that they may fall off of the tabletop and bombard the uh, toy soldiers. Nice. Okay, that's a really cool idea. I'll give you a uh, gamble here. You can roll it and do a small amount of damage to all of them, or I can roll individual saves for the soldiers, and if they fail, it'll do a little bit more damage, but you're less likely to get all of them. I'm going to go for all of them. You want to do all of them? You do all of them or he do all of them? I want to do all of them so that they all get sort of like a blanket wash of marbles. Okay. So roll a dexterity check. I got a natural 20. Oh. <gasps> I don't know. That's good. That's over. That's not nine. good. good. Nine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's a, the opposite of what we want now. Your arrow flies wild. And while it doesn't hit the marble bag, you do hear in the distance up further over the top of the uh, table where you can't quite see you here. Ow. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Uh-oh. Winter, what are you doing? So Winter's going to skitter over to uh, Pusillani and actually tie the string around his waist and yell up to Ralph, like, pull him up, pull him up, and I'm going to draw these guys away. You got it! Heave-ho! <laughs> I'm badly wounded. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass up here! I'll keep you safe. And uh, to distract them after, I'm going to turn around real fast, brandishing the sword, which will twinkle bright pink in the light. Nice. And stab at one of the still walking around. Well, tying the rope onto Buslani is going to be your action. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then I'm just going to be readied. All right. So the toy soldiers approach Uh with their rhythmic clack, 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 clack of their footsteps falling onto the the hardwood floors. And they get into a position to surround both Winter and Pusillani. They're not going to be able to attack this turn, but they have you surrounded. It is Pusillani and Ralph's turn. I guess I'll try to grab on to... uh, Maybe they could pull us both up? Yeah, Ralph's pretty strong. I was going to say, I'll grab onto Winter and say, hang on. Okay. And hope that Ralph can pull us both up. All right. You grab on. Uh, Ralph, if you want to try and make that pull, I'll get you to do it with disadvantage. Oh. Disadvantage? Really? You got a lot of weight. You got a lot of weight to carry. Dude, what if I were to make use of the uh, like axle inside of my pizza cutter and create like a pulley system <laughs> to get them up more easily? <laughs> create a simple machine. I would allow that to happen if you weren't so pressed for time. <sighs> okay. Because you, right. you don't have anywhere okay. to anchor that no, on anyways. No, fine. fine. Well, it's already anchored because of the fish hook. No, the, 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 your, if your the pulley's not cutter. anchored to anything. <laughs> right, okay. No, fair point. Fair point. Okay. So with disadvantage, I'm pulling them? Yeah. And I pick the worst of the two rolls? The higher of the two. The highest. That's a 12 over 11. Oh, oh. so close. Oh. 
So you heave and you oh, and, uh, and you hack up a lung. Oh no shit! <laughs> You're not <laughs> able to lift both Pusillani and Winter at the same time. So do I get one of them up and the other falls down, or I'll allow Pusillani to make that choice? Uh, do you let go of Winter when you feel Ralph having so much trouble? Oh my gosh, this is a conflict between his <laughs> cowardice and his mothering nature. I will point out, I did tie you to That's, the thing, so it would be much harder for you to get undone. Right. Well, I'm, yeah. It's just a question of whether I, I mean, should I make a strength check to see if I even hold on to her? Why don't I do it that way? If I can hold on to her, then 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 I guess I don't get to go up. But if I let go... Then you both go down. Yeah, we both go down. <laughs> and if I don't hold on... Right. All right, so I'm going to make a strength check. I rolled exactly a six. What does that mean? You succeed at holding on oh, to her. Which means I fail in the sense that uh, we are now <laughs> both, fall down. both still down there. <laughs> All right. The thread slips out of Ralph's um, Ooh, disgusting your hands. fingers. Yeah. Ouch. And gives him a little bit of rope burn. <laughs> this isn't how I usually like to get rope burn. <laughs> oh, Ralph. Oh, no. Uh, Rinter and Twig, you guys can go. Winter exasperated about what happened. <laughs> Tries to at least use the the falling momentum to kick off Pusillani. <laughs> and I'm going to jump sword out towards one of the closest. Okay. Roll damage. Four. Four damage. You spear into one of these toy soldiers, your plastic sword driving straight through the chest of this automaton. And it collapses, pieces of it clattering all over the floor. You've destroyed one of them. Twig. I'm going to jump down and sort of do like a little Tarzan spin fireman pull down the dental floss all the way down to uh, my my two pals surrounded by toy soldiers. Okay. Is that the full action? Do I get to attack when I get to the bottom? or say is... that's your full action. Cool. All right. I'm down there, uh, maybe going to take some attention away from my more injured friends. All right. These four toy soldiers are going to take their turn. Oh. They clump up. And each of them, I mean, there's three of you and there's four of them. So each of you are going to get one attack and then we'll see what happens with the fourth. First one goes to stab Winter with his tin sword. One point of damage. Oof, one out of my three. Twig, this one comes at you. Two points of damage. Ah, oh, 50%. Pusillani, huh? the third toy soldier, lashes out with its bayonet. I'm going down. Four points of damage. I'm dead. Aye. No! Pusillani, Pusillani, no! So what actually happens is you drop to zero, and any remaining damage, you reduce from your strength. All right. And then I need you to make a strength check. Okay. With your new strength. Okay, so I got to take two from my strength, which makes my new strength four, so I failed. Okay. Oh. So you are injured and incapacitated, that injured condition takes up one slot on right. your backpack. In my backpack or just on my inventory anywhere? Your backpack. Oh, okay. Interesting. When a creature takes critical damage, which is what this is, they take the injured condition, which I think you means you have disadvantage on anything that's strength and dexterity, and you're incapacitated until tended to by an ally, and you get a short rest, which is a Jesus. couple minutes to have a snack and to drink a water. So I have only one slot in my backpack open. Mm -hmm. I've got one slot for injured. I don't have one for incapacitated. Incapacitated is not a slot. Oh, sorry. okay. And a short rest is just an action, right? So A short rest is like a couple minutes. So out of, out of combat actions, yeah. That being said, if he sits here for an hour, unattended to, Peace Lanny will, will pass away. The final toy soldier raises up its bayonet and charges at Winter for... Four points of damage. Oof. I had only two left. So I need to take two out of my strength. Yep. And then make a strength save. So now I'm at five. Ooh. Ooh, I got a 17. Okay. Winter is also injured and incapacitated. Jesus Christ. This is brutal. Ralph, what do you uh, do? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Bite them. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph looks over the edge of the stool down to the massacre occurring below. Twig with his bow and arrow pointing it back and forth like he's in a Mexican standoff between these four remaining soldiers at the bottom of the rope. The rope tied to Pusillani's unconscious body. 
Beside him, winter lies, blood pooling around her. And we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us on this holiday season. If you want to support the show, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference in getting us seen by more and new listeners. You can also find us on social media at The House of Bob. Join us on our Discord to chat and talk. I highly suggest that you go and support the community. Buy a copy of A Not-So-Still-Not by Matthew Morris. Buy a copy of Mouse Ritter. Buy a copy of the zine that I just published, Rot Mound. You can find links to all of these in the show notes. You could also support us on Patreon, where you're going to get access to even more zines, to director's commentary episode and one-shots and all sorts of goodies that way. We have a monthly blog for the $10 tier. I'd like to thank our patrons. And in fact, I have a list of them right here. Craig, Patrick, The Pink Pastor, Gary, Oliver, Garbanzo, Jacob, D, Cameron, Eli, Annette, Thomas, Ben, Connor, Podrick, Brandon, Team Eamon, Pavel, Christine, Tom, Elias, Mark, Jessica, Scooter, Tyler, Josh, Keith, Bluckett 12, Tom, Jessica, Kieran, Mike, and Luke. In the future episodes, we're going to be switching up how we thank the patrons. We're going to be thanking our new patrons from now on because the list is getting so long and it takes a lot to say, but we still love you. Artwork for this episode is by Trevor at Cosmic Amazing. Audio production and sound design for this episode is by Astronomic Audio. And music is by Mike Hammock. Roll on. Ah, Jesus Christ, it's a massacre. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to take care of each other. Oh my God. Barely make it. What you're saying? I know. You're it's cutting up so bad. bad. It's really hard to understand what like, you're saying. All right. So, so Ralph is shouting, and all the other mice are like, "Oh man, this mouse is really loud." Oh, capitalism. Boo. <laughs> capitalism magic. Boo. Yeah. Oh man, stakes. Being a mouse is scary. If I don't hold on, right. then hi, Jake. Then hi, Jake. <laughs> Everyone says hi. Hi, Jake. Roll on. Roll on. I'm going to stop on the recording. Okay.